This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Good afternoon, Tim. My brother in Final Fantasy love, Michael uh, Hyam. Hey, what up, man? Thank you for having me here again. Have to do it. This is what, your uh, third time now on the show <laughs> just to talk about Final Fantasy 16? Oh but this time, God. it's official, baby. It's the review. And rounding out the group today, we have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I think maybe the fourth time we had you on was to talk Final Fantasy 14 online. Uh-huh. During the pandemic. Oh, we like, right. You were just walking by Bless's room, and they're like, uh, Michael, yeah, come yeah, in yeah. here. And you just talked <laughs> for about 50 minutes. <laughs> and then after that, though, was Crisis Core. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh God, wow. Damn. Yeah. You've been yeah. pigeonholed. Dude. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. And let me tell you. I'm really loving video games right now. <laughs> this year just continues to be absolutely wild. Um, I can't wait to get into all the details about this game, but Final Fantasy 16 delivered, y'all. The great year rolls on. Real quick, want to get it out of the way. I'm very badly sunburned, all right? Leave your funny <laughs> joke comments in the comments. We can move on. It's a great stuff. That's just the lighting. That's just the lighting. It's just, it hurts. Oh, me. never mind. It hurts oh, real oh, bad. Oh, 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 so everywhere. Yeah, I hate to God. see it. I'm going to use the word. Puss. Oh, yo, your man is cooked. They, they, they might say that in Final Fantasy 16. They might, man. Rated it's, M-rated. M-rated. <laughs> it's M-rated. They can do whatever they want, and they do. Um, but of course, we can say whatever we want here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, you can search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast, and we will be right there for you for all you need in spoiler cast and previews and reviews and impressions, anything, predictions under the video game suns. You can go check all. All of that out each and every week. Uh, today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but I'll tell you about that later. Unless you're on patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can get the show ad free. You can watch live as it's recorded uh, and you get to be a super cool Patreon producer like Delaney Twining. We appreciate you so very, very much. Um, actually, I think that there's another set of producers that I'm going to pull up right now. Um, bless talk for a second. Well, I mean, I might get those before you do because I got the KHD doc opened up right now. And the Patreon producers are Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. James Hastings, thank, thank you, you all very much. Ooh. Thank you, bless for that assist wow. right there. I got you. Anyways, enough of all of that. The day has come. We're talking about Final Fantasy 16. Cool. Our official review. I'm the lead reviewer on this. It's very rare these days that I, I take lead position on games, a lot of stuff going on. But for Final Fantasy 16, I was like, I think this one has to yeah, be. Yeah, I'll do it myself. You did the yeah. thing. Put me in, Coach. <laughs> I did. I did. I just want to start off by saying that this is, I think, the best Final Fantasy game ever made. Ooh, wow. I think this is one of the best Ooh. video games ever made. Time will tell where this falls on my list of favorite 
Final Fantasies. And I think that that's, that's crazy, that's bro. Crazy. But when it comes to what makes a Final Fantasy, I think this game reinvents all of that for a modern audience, a more mainstream audience, while also showing so much love to the people that have been there from the beginning, the people that have been there for the last couple iterations, whatever their entry point into Final Fantasy. I think that Final Fantasy 15 is the God of 16. War. 16. Sorry, sorry, 16. <laughs> I think Final Fantasy 16 is the God of War 2018 moment for this franchise. Mm. I think that from a narrative point of view, from a combat point of view, from a just pure vision standpoint, the production values of this game, everything works together so beautifully and the game only gets better the more you play it. Uh, I'm like 65 hours into this thing. I have done every side quest that has come up along the way. I am just enthralled with everything that this game has to offer. Rolled credits last night um, and just the amounts that I was playing and had to play to get this review done. I played this game 14 hours yesterday. Hell yeah. 14 Damn. hours. That is the most I've ever played a video game in one day. And I didn't need to do that. I could have not done side quests. I could have not done a whole bunch of stuff. I needed to. That's why his face is red right that now. Is, yeah. That is. That is. I will say, I, and I tweeted this. Oh, I, have, I have never seen my PS5 or anyone's PS5 overheat 10 different times playing this game. My PS5 really? literally said, yo, turn this off. It is getting too hot. Never crashed. Not a single crash, but every boss fight pretty much. <laughs> and you'll understand what you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Uh, but I would get this warning pop up. Has but... anybody else had that? No. no. My PS5 okay, me and straight. Y'all yeah. broke ass. I, <laughs> I, I know what's weird about it. I cleaned my PS5. Yeah. Like I, It is out in the open. But like There's so much space around weird. it. I got fans going everywhere. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Didn't crash. Um, but... Final Fantasy 16, I think, is absolutely incredible. I can't stop thinking about it. I don't think I'm going to stop thinking about it or talking about it. The only thing that makes me sad is this is a completely spoiler-free review, ah. and all I want to do is talk to you boys about spoilers because there's a lot to be spoiled in this game, and it is incredibly, incredibly special stuff. I think that this is pushing the franchise forward uh, in such a major way, and they did it. They oh, yeah. did it. Bless, what do you think? Yeah, no, it's it's fun reviewing this game and playing through it and getting to the end and thinking about the pieces of media that I hold as, oh, these are the masterpieces that I've experienced this year, right? Because I go from Across the Spider-Verse, right, is up there. The Last of Us TV show is up there. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is up there. And I didn't Twisted think... Twisted Metal coming up. Twisted Metal's coming out <laughs> up yeah. soon, yeah, and that's going to be in there. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that Final Fantasy sixteen would enter that list, but it's 1,000% in that list. Like, it's probably one of my favorite pieces of media at the end of the day that I've experienced in 2023. And... It's just phenomenal, like on every wow. single level that I play play this game, right? Where the combat system, I'd say, rivals all, so many action game combat systems. And it's an RPG, right? It's a JRPG um, or an action RPG, however you want to categorize it. But it rivals the Devil May Cries of the world or any, any other character action game you want to list out. And it took a little bit to get there, right? In the first 15 hours, I was very much like, okay, this is good. I can see where this is going. Like, this is this is fine. And then by the time I got... 25 30 35 40 hours in i that combat system starts to sing in a way that just had me enthralled and, like and just really quickly ryota suzuki the combat designer uh prior work on dmc yes uh mentioned that this is his masterpiece mm, yeah and honestly in a lot of ways i can see it because 
I think they do such a good job with all the different systems working in tandem to really make it sing. Like, I think the one thing I'll throw out there is maybe I could have gotten more out of some of the enemy combat design. Like, there's a lot of enemy variety, but I think they could have done a bit more with how the enemies actually, like, interact and, like, the ways in which you um, have to, like, solve different issues, right? Like, a lot of the combat stuff feels the same in that, but the combat tool set they give you is so fun and so great and you get further and they add in more complexity that makes it dope where you have your equipable items you have like the your skill tree abilities and all this stuff and one of the one of the uh, equipable items you get is um or at least that i got in my playthrough was one that made it so that i can automatically charge my magic moves right and so i had that and then there was like a skill tree move to where i can there's if you hold square you can do like a charge up to your sword but it takes Love a while it. it's great but it takes a while to charge up until i got a skill until i leveled it up in the skill tree and so like now it charges up pretty fast using like that to then uh, I hold square, charges up real quick, smash an enemy. They float up in the in the air, and then I got the automatic charge thing. So I use that to like hit the enemy, and they get like another burst of damage. And then I use my Phoenix Shift, which is like one of the first abilities you get in the game to teleport to them. And I'm getting the air combos on them. Such a satisfying feeling that I never thought I would get out of a Final Fantasy game. Like this is a fantastic combat system. You have that, but then you also have storytelling and world building that I'd say is at the peak of fantasy rpg story the story is very it has like you know a big scope but the way in which they deliver it to you is very um digestible and the active time lore is that what's called active time lore mm -hmm. such a great system that i hope to see in so many games going forward like that is actually pushing things forward in terms of giving you all the lore tidbits you need in real time you hold the touchpad button at any moment in the game and it pauses and gives you all like the basically like the like small excerpts like small wikipedia entries on all these contextual characters. to that specific scene yeah. yeah and so it's like oh yeah who's this guy again you hold that and it tells you exactly who that person person is at that time in the game right it's all contextual to to what's going on it also and, lets you know when it's updating as well really nice yeah like, there's always a little little icon like when you get a new text and you see a little bubble or whatever like it'll let you know oh there's a new addition to whoever this person's lore is or whatever this place's lore is and it's so good it keeps you involved with what's going on it tells you about not just people, but locations. Like, what's what? Where are you at right now? What part of the what part of the um, nation are you in? Right? Like, what who, what are the different factions or different things? Like, they they have so much in there that clues you into what's going on that kept me involved the whole time as somebody who I admittedly am not a big fantasy person. I was into the lore and the fantasy because they do such a good job of ushering you in. The cinematics in the game, are some of the best, some of the best stuff you're gonna see in this game. Right? Like, it, there are moments in this game in terms of. Epic, epicness and scale that rival a god of war in a way that you know like i look at god of war as the peak of that when you're talking about like a like cutscene battles that are fantastic to look at this game in moments puts god of war to shame and i never yeah. thought i'd say that like yeah. there is some scale in the cutscenes in this game that look fantastic and also run fantastic in the gameplay even not in just the cutscenes. Yeah. and even in the gameplay yeah where you're feeling that same level of epicness and, and scale that you know shuts that shuts other games down and then um yeah the character work as well like i fell in love with characters in this game clive absolutely love did not think i was gonna love clive as much as i ended up falling in love with that character um his motivation is 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 great his the moment-to-moment -moment interactions that he has between characters is great he's still that like manly gruff brooding you know, brooding you know handsome but like in a manly way kind of kind of dude but 
the further you dig into his character, the more the more I really really appreciate this character. And yeah, like this game is a five out of five for me, and it's a really easy five out of five. Out of five. It's a fantastic game. Real quick before we move on to high end, bless. How long did it take you to beat it? And Tim, how long did it take you to beat it? It took me fifty hours, and I wanted to do more. I I wanted to have a beat by the time I finished it, but I'm reloading my last save, and I'm doing more side quests because I want to do more. I'm 65 hours in. I did every single side quest the available. Um, there are some other things that I'm not going to talk about that are available as well that I haven't done yet, but I can't wait to get back to it. I am. What do you think about the game? Oh, my God. This game. I've been waiting for this for a very long time. Uh, I remember when I was sitting in my room in September 2020 crying <laughs> as I heard the, the their rendition of the Crystal Prelude. Uh, performed by an orchestra with our first introduction to the world of Valestia and Clive as our protagonist. It's finally here. I finally played it. 55 hours I played this game, and I love it very dearly. It's, uh, I mean, you can check out my review on GameSpot.com. I landed on a 9 out of 10, and which is superb. <laughs> it's a fucking incredible game for all the reason that, reasons that y'all stated. Um, so for me, uh, like all that stuff y'all said, I 1,000% agree and is 100% true. The things that I hold most dear in a Final Fantasy and in 16 is the character work. Because you see these characters go through so much trauma, so much, so much tragedy in their life. And they have a lot of, they have like the burden of their sins weighed upon them. But they're not ones that they chose to do because of the circumstances that that world had put them in. So you see these arcs of atonement and making what's making the world right and fighting for the social injustices that you see uh, across this world. This, one of the things I said in my preview is like, all right, I want to see how this game handles its themes of, uh, of like uh, persecution and mm. enslavement because those are touchy subjects. And if you don't do them right, they can fall flat. But there are key moments in the writing in this game that make, its, make it very clear that it understands what it's working with especially in dialogue with like Sid, where he is kind of the crux of the revolution that is happening in Valestia. And some of the things that he says to Clive and Jill, when they're still kind of on the fence about joining his cause, are so powerful and so sharply written that it feels like, yes, this team has an understanding of the dynamics because it's complicated. Though these topics are complicated and the, the writing shows that they understand those dynamics. And it shows through in the characters' actions and how they feel and how they develop and how they grow. Um, but even beyond that, a lot of the supporting characters also go through their own arcs and have an important place in the story. And they, they get their moments. In their most critical, most crucial moments, they fucking rise up and put their foot down. And, oh, my God, they just really sell the moment, whether it's the voice acting, the, the choreography of the cutscene, the music that's playing... The thing that they're doing, that they've been motivated throughout this whole game, they finally do it, you just feel this weight off of their shoulders. And it's, it's moments like these that I will never forget. And th these, are, these are things that Final Fantasy has always done, but in this particular way, at this high of a level of production values, it makes those small moments with these characters s feel so monumental. And the thing is, is that that's one that's one part of the equation right the icons the icon battles those at first when we played the previews i was like oh, okay cool I, I see what they're doing they're trying yeah they're they're not that that deep and maybe that's just them trying to flex and like really give people that cinematic experience that will probably rope them in but 
as the game goes on without saying anything, spoiler, uh, spoilers, of course, is that they find a way to make those bombastic, those over-the-top fucking Dragon Ball Z power level type shit, Asura's Wrath type shit. Oh, yeah. They make those things feel grounded. Like, those moments matter. They're, they're saying something about the characters, their personalities, and what it is that they're fighting for. So I think that, that 16 has, does such a great job of melding the fantastical, over-the-top stuff with the more ground, like what's happening at the ground level with people's lives. And that is an achievement. I think that like, I didn't expect them to execute it as well as they did. And I think that's probably the most impressive part to me. Yeah, I think the Dragon Ball Z influence is like very apparent when you play through it. And I what I think I might have texted you this while playing that like it, <laughs> yeah, playing this yeah. game feels like you're watching five seasons of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's fucking matching and Game of Thrones and Game at of Thrones. the same time. Yeah, and it works. You ever want Dragon Ball Z and Game of Thrones? Well, I got a game for y'all. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean this game carries so much influence that I think, and I think it takes all the right parts because yeah, there's Dragon Ball Z in there, there's Game of Thrones in there, there's God of War in there, right? The modern God of War games. There's The Witcher in there. I'd say there's yeah. Devil May Cry in there, and. All of those things are implemented in all the right ways to create an experience that is going to speak to traditional Final Fantasy fans like Tim and uh, Tim and Michael, right? And I think a lot of new people, you know, like I'm coming into this as somebody who really enjoyed Final Fantasy VII Remake. But, you know, when it comes to the history of Final Fantasy, I'm not somebody who gravitates toward the franchise. This one has brought me in and it is what it is. It is now one of my it's, it's my top like 30 games, right? If I had wow, to break it yeah. down right? and Final Fantasy VII Remake is in there as well. But man, like, did this thing make me feel the magic of Final Fantasy in a way that I didn't know I could feel again for something that is <laughs> on this side of, of fantasy? You know, like, I'm with yep. you, Tim, that this traditional, you know, fantasy that is about kingdoms and orcs and goblins are running around, they got to fight and all this shit. Like, that's not my, my kind of thing. I love the steampunkness and the style of a Final Fantasy VII, right? I like a sci-fi type thing. Um, I'm totally into this fantasy world, and I, I'm not usually the target audience for this kind of thing, but they did it. Yeah, Andy, I want to get to you in just one sec, but just keeping on what you're saying here about the the inspirations, the Game of Thrones. We bring up God of War. We bring up uh, good because I'm about to roast this shit. Like, but not only is it all that, I do really want to stress it's also Final Ooh, Fantasy. For it sure. is so, so, so mm -hmm. Final Fantasy. And what I think is powerful about this is I think the the biggest correlation to God of War, besides the quality of writing and production values and um, gameplay and everything of what makes that game good this game does all that as well it is the idea that you didn't need to play any of the other god of wars you can jump into 2018 and it be this amazing experience for you if you knew the other stuff it's cool but contextually you get it all final fantasy 7 remake same kind of idea that game works but it works way better if you know the other stuff yeah final fantasy 16 you don't need to know anything about previous final fantasies because final fantasy has been an anthology series but this one i think really put their best foot forward to being like we're gonna make the final fantasy you bringing up yep. the the crystal theme which is the theme of final fantasy is like the menu music for most of them <laughs> this game <laughs> uses that theme as its theme essentially yeah. like throughout the entire game it weaves it in the idea of the crystals the idea of the summons getting familiar with who they all are we know what bahamut means compared to an ifrit compared yeah. to but have they ever had this much story to them this no, this, yeah, not this, like this. Not. I mean, there's been ones where like, there, there are some games that they're way more involved in the story than others. But I think that this one was really like, what matters about Final Fantasy? Cool. Let's tell them. It. I know I'm relating it to a lot of things, but there are a lot of things that I love that I, I stand by it. The MCU, where it took decades of Marvel history and was like, okay, but like, let's do this for the Andes of the world that are interested, 
but haven't read the comics. But let's let's have a definitive take on the mainstream yeah. appeal of this. That's what I think this game is. And then they took that opportunity. It's kind of like when artists have a the the pop single, and then the album's just full of like hitters, like Mims did back with the yeah. this is Why I'm Hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Move if you want to. Music is my savior. Was not expecting a Mims. <laughs> oh, there we go. Music but, uh, is my savior. <laughs> but it's like I kind of feel like they did that with this. They're like, Yo, this is gonna be the entry point. It's rated M. Y'all like Game of Thrones? You're gonna like this. But then they're also like, But really though, but this is the what? best fucking Final Fantasy yeah, ever, sure dog. But and also like, it has a very satisfying end. And like that's the thing that I didn't Ooh. get out of Final Fantasy VII remake is you know I I played the remake. I I you know, finished seven remake and I really enjoyed it, but I then had to look toward Tim and Imran to be like, what happened? Like what's going on here? Whispers baby. Yeah. It's like, I don't, (laughs) I feel so empty by, by, by this ending because I feel like I'm not in the in crowd. You play through final fantasy 16 and it feels like one full epic product that is from beginning to end dope. And it finishes and it's like, Oh, okay. I love this. Like it's giving me everything I want. We're glowing. Andy, you're up next. How far are you? And what are you thinking? You can kill it right now. I'm about, 15 to 18 hours, I'd say, around there. Um, I, I am blown away by so much of what this video game does. I I think the reason why it's resonating so much more with me than Final Fantasy VII Remake did, and I loved that game, is, like, if I'm going to sit down and watch an HBO drama, I know what I'm in for, and you kind of have those expectations. And if I'm going to sit down and watch My Hero Academia, I know what I'm in for, and I have those expectations. But if I was to get My Hero Academia type dialogue and acting and writing in my HBO drama that I expect to win several Emmys, I'd be like, ooh, this is kind of weird and kind of throwing me off. And I've always kind of felt that way with a lot of different Final Fantasies. And I know that's like it's one thing Hayam loved is like the, the kind of like goofy lightheartedness that yeah. you get from a lot of, uh, from a lot of Final Fantasy um, entries. And this one, I think is doing such a great job to stay really, really mature while still throwing in some nice, you know, little, like, sweet moments between characters. But I just think story-wise and writing-wise, like, I, I texted Tim about just a random throwaway line that was really impressive to hear in a game that I wasn't expecting to get that from. I'm expecting the epic moments. I'm expecting the, the get-hype stuff where the music is just crescendoing to all hell. And all the action is happening on the screen. You're like, wow, what a feast and what I'm getting here. But I wasn't expecting to be, like, just impressed by little random offhand comments by characters. And I think, like, the dialogue and the writing is so strong. It's very strong. In this game. I'm incredibly impressed by it. Combat, absolute blast. Just like what everybody's mentioned already. It is so freaking fun just to get creative with it and make your own fun out of it. And it almost reminds me of the... Arguments we were having when, when Avengers came out, the Avengers game. I was gonna say pay to win game, but I meant a <laughs> games as a service game. Um, and you started seeing uh, people pulling off really crazy cool combos in that game, and it's like, look, it is just punchy punch to get the number go up, and you know, blah blah blah, like what we're used to with games like this. But you can make a lot of fun with it if you. Just try it. It doesn't have to just be button mash, button mash. I'm, you know, I'm going to do this the boring way. I feel that way about this game tenfold. The way that you can mix up with all the different iconic powers, um, like Blessing was mentioning, I love getting an enemy midair, zipping up to him, punching, 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 zip to somebody else, knock them down, switch to the other power, because that's going to give me a different um, ability. 
It is so damn fun. I am not as impressed as I thought I'd be with the visuals. And I was talking to Tim about this, and it's just like, little gripe, nothing major at all. Um, when you're in performance mode, this game runs at 1080p, and it's upscaled to 1440p. And it just looks fuzzier than I would want it to compared to other titles. Like when I think of um, Horizon Forbidden West and like how graphically, like the fidelity in that game was just jaw-dropping. And there are a lot of moments in this game where you notice that a lot of the time and budget went into these incredibly flashy, amazing moments that are worth it. Like, don't get me wrong, they are absolutely worth it. But then you go talk to random NPC and it, it looks very much like the PC game. There's an uncanny the, valley, right? Yeah, yeah. there's like, there, there, and mm. and those moments kind of like stick out to me more and more because I'm so used to seeing these characters in these cutscenes be so expressive and like you're watching them cry, you're watching them this and that, and then they go talk to an NPC and it's the yeah. automated animations with the with the the mouth that just kind of moves. And there's even a moment I had recently where Clive is like, "Get away from her!" and he's like this incredibly dramatic moment, but it's like there's no face animation, so he's just like. <laughs> flapping his jaw get away from it and it's like those are the moments that do kind of bum me out because i expect you know this game we've been talking about you know the, how expensive it looks and mm -hmm. it certainly looks that way in a lot of moments and and in certain ways not so much uh in my opinion um but aside from that i can tell that i am i mean i'm gonna keep on playing this game obviously i'm gonna beat it and i can tell that this is easily going to be a contender oh yeah hey. Whoa. top 10 of the year yeah um it's amazing. It is a must-play, even if you don't care about Final Fantasy as a franchise. I've seen a lot of conjecture and people getting into the demo that recently came out and wondering, is this a good one to hop in on? Obviously, they're all standalone, but this one, I think more than any of them, is easier to get into. Like, Blessy was mentioning the digestible story. I think it's easier to get into for somebody who isn't necessarily into playing, like, JRPGs or... Maybe you get into those games and you're like, oh, the tone is not what I expected it to be. This is like so perfect in so many ways. And I, and I love this video game. I, I definitely agree with the like character models, you know, seeming awkward in times, when it, especially when it's like those non-cinematic moments and it is you walking around, you talk to, to somebody. And I've noticed the exact thing of, <laughs> yeah, their mouth is moving, but like the top half of their face seems like it's like cemented. Um, but yeah, it feels like MMO mode? mode. It feels like MMO. I'm mode. on performance yeah. mode, yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to shout out is are the environments the environments look fucking fantastic, right? Like when you're walking moment to moment, especially when you're doing like a main line, like not a side quest, a main quest, and you get to a location and it feels like they put in like a lot of time, a lot of time into making environments that you're going to see for 10 seconds. When they set up the, <laughs> yeah. the wallpaper type moments and they know what the fuck <laughs> they they're know. doing oh, yeah. and it looks incredible. Andy, you haven't even seen them yet. <laughs> oh, like there's so yeah. many towns you get to that you're like... <sighs> Lighting is what? lighting is great. I, I love whatever lighting they're using in this engine. Um, technically, there's like a lot of stuff to really be, be blown away by, and I'm really happy that they kind of walked back the no day one patch thing because uh, it does seem like there will be some sort of day one patch kind of addressing a bit more frame rate issues. And I don't think that, I think the frame rate from what I'm playing now compared to when me and Tim played it back a couple months ago in LA. I feel like it's improved a lot. Still not perfect, but definitely way more improved. And I feel a lot better about it now than I did when we did that preview. And I was like, oof, I hope they get some patches in because this is kind of rough. I was going to ask you what you're playing on, but it's only on PS5. Yeah. It's only on PS5. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to keep talking about this stuff. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Ooh. 
This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I played majority of the game on performance mode and I started realizing kind of what you're saying where I'm like, man, like I, this looks so good, but I just want to look a little bit better. I switched over to graphics mode, never went back yeah, about halfway. Really? It's, it's, it's consistent, right? Dude, Motion blur is so tough for me though. I, it oh, is, is it? Yeah. it is. And like, that's the thing, there, it's not perfect, but it is a stunner. Yeah. Like the 4K resolution on this game, it makes it look so damn good it solves a lot of the problems you're talking about for me where i'm like all of a sudden everything feels like not just upscaled it feels right um but yeah then the gameplay stuff you do need to kind of adjust to 30 which i know for yeah. some people that's my thing is yeah. impossible I, you can tell that there are moments in gameplay where it's like oh this is hitting 60 but then other moments that i think when you're non-combat where the frame rate's sort of taking a hit but when you're in combat and it's hitting at 60 oh that shit is smooth it, yeah. i need that it's so great but and I'd say that's one of the main reasons why I am a little bit disappointed with just the overall looks and performance of it. Um, because we know that we heard them talking about how, what a luxury it is to just develop for one platform. And you expect that to mean that like, you know, when a game, when a game is going to come out on a million different PC SKUs and Xbox, SNX and PS5, that comes with a lot of issues of trying to optimize for a million different variables uh, and variations is what I meant to say, but 
um, like for PS5, I expected this to be like Solid. the cleanest launch and unfortunately it's not perfect, but still very, very good. And that's just me being a little nitpicky jerk. Yeah, because I mean, with, with that stuff, it's like, I, I am so blown away by the visuals and everything about it, like just from a audio video standpoint yeah. from this, the surround mix is incredible. Uh, the music be hitting, dog. Oh, oh, oh hitting me. And it just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. I, I will say though, for both visuals and audio, I and this is this is the biggest nitpick thing ever, but it's where we're at. And because the uncanny valley starts to come across a bit, I'm like, this is not a real orchestra. I can tell it's not a real orchestra. Uh, the CG stuff, like Crisis Core back in 2007 on PSP, those were fully animated, like summon right, animations. Yeah, yeah. This is in engine. So because of that, everything looks the same, which is great and the right move for this game. But it's like, there's just something where I'm like, I know that this could be even more yeah. like out you there. summons look even better. <laughs> but it's like, I just feel like because everything about the game is so elevated, that, that those are things, I can't wait for the Distant Worlds concert. Of oh, an actual God. orchestra playing these songs. Like oh, that shit's God. about to be utterly insane yeah. i'm used to playing just on you know my crappy tv speakers and there was a moment where i audibly last night hit hit a spot and a, a fucking track starts just bopping and I, I i i paused it and i was like they're not doing this right now. i gotta get headphones like i gotta like yeah. figure out a better situation because my tv speakers are not going no, to you don't do this do justice yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that <laughs> it was awesome I've, i have been hyping up masayoshi soken Ever since I got into Final Fantasy XIV, and those people who do not play that game can finally see what the fuck I've been talking about, man. There's a part late game where I literally like I saved the clip because there's a song playing in this very tense moment, mm -hmm. and my microphone is on like it usually is when I'm playing games for some reason, and you hear me say out loud, "Damn, somebody's about to sample this and make the dopest hip hop." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's uh, it's incredible, and I I I dedicate a section in my review specifically for this because. Music is part of Final Fantasy's storytelling. Like those melodies Music that you remember. Yeah, you know, <laughs> another Mims reference. Yo, Nobuo Omatsu loves Mims, I bet. Um, no, but it, it's uh, it's like those those you hear a song from like seven or whatever six or four, and it's like holy shit! I remember exactly what was happening in that game, it, what was happening in my life. And sixteen has brings that, and it has like the the memorable melodies the late motifs that really speak to the emotion of the moment that really sell you on these characters and what they're doing in that moment. And I think um, like the way that they use the, the like crystal prelude and the theme too, and the way, the way that that team weaves it into those, those, those moments, it, it feels like they understand what makes final fantasy's music click. Mm -hmm. And then even just like the, the, the normal boss theme, like the mini boss theme where it has like the dun, 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 Very dun, Final Fantasy dun, dun, two dun, battle. Th so yeah. many homages in this to like, it's not just, Oh, the crystal theme that's in everything. Yeah. It's also like inspired by like, there's some like love grows uh, inspiration. Final Fantasy eight style yeah. stuff yeah. going on. And that's the battle of victory theme. That's the, the battle oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's classic. they, I, I loved how much like little touches that he had um, to, if you know, you know, but if you don't, you don't need to, because it is just kind of, so many amazing new arrangements of just like brand new songs that are going to be new classics going yeah. forward. Like for, for Tim and Haim, um, do you all feel uh, blessing? You feel free to. Oh, no, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, as you all being like the lifelong Final Fantasy fans, is this where you want to see the direction from here going out? Like, do you want to see any changes? Because, like, as an example. When I saw Star Wars Andor, I was like, I just want this. Why, why can't it always be like this? Yeah. And people were like, well, it's got to be different styles every once in a while. Like, 
do you see would it be good if the future of Final Fantasy was always this sort of over the top action with combat and like insane button prompts and all that stuff? <laughs> let, let, let me take this one first. Real yeah, quick. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. My answer is yes, that this is what the future of Final Fantasy should be because this is what Final Fantasy has always been. It's something different every single time. Final Fantasy 15, very different than this. Final Fantasy 14, extremely different than this. Ah. You look at 10, you look at 9, like there's through lines, there's things that make them special. I think that what I want to see is this commitment to a vision, whatever that vision is. I do not think that the next Final Fantasy needs to play exactly like this or be rated M even. Yeah. I don't even necessarily think it should be. I think that this game committed so hard and did that shit right and made it worth it and made it stand up as like, oh, this is going to go down as one of the iconic Final Fantasies. This one will be named in the, the pantheon of talking about six, talking about 12. And again, at this point with Final Fantasy, talk to any different person. They're going to have a different one up there. I think this one's going to be in so many uh, people's lists. And I think that that is what I want to see more of is a, a commitment to a vision that they stand by um, that isn't afraid to kind of do something that radically different that might alienate part of the, the fan base, but they've been doing that since day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's, I want them to do this again. I wanted to see them take a second crack at, at this kind of final fantasy, because I can see ways in which this can be even better. Uh, and like, I, I have some nitpicks about this game that kind of like, Oh, uh, I, you know, I gave it a nine out of 10 incredible game. Love it dearly, um, but there are, there are some things that I feel like that they can improve on, and things like side quests, which are rewarding, and they I would encourage people to seek them all out. But the process of actually doing the side quests aren't very thrilling. It, it feels like a like a very noticeable lull in the the cadence of the game and the qualities of the game. It feels like a different team worked on them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, so uh, another thing I want to bring up that is also kind of a positive is that there are a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen isms that I see in this game extremely clearly. And side quest is kind of one of them. It's like, it's okay if that, that style of side quest is an MMO. It's different when you're putting it in yeah. a triple triple A, like high budget game like this that has such high peaks that these valities stick out like sore thumbs. Um, but the foundation is incredible. Like this game, like they work so hard to create this gameplay system that's so different from anything else. It'd be a shame if they didn't use it in some form or fashion again in, in the future. And the uh, like, the, the production values and the the ways that they uh, build out lore for a singular world is like, damn. Like one, I would like a sixteen too, but I also want to see them take another crack at this with a different world, maybe, uh, maybe something that isn't tied to medieval fantasy. Even though this is a very good version of a medieval fantasy, um, I would, yeah, I it'd be a shame if they did, that's, they that's didn't what use I'm it again. Yeah, it, where like I would like to see more. 16s right and i don't know what that looks like maybe like 16 spinoffs or mm -hmm. 16 2 if that's even possible um and like i would love to see like tim's talking about like i would like to see 17 be something that's completely fresh and new oh, i think sure, that's yeah. the way that you keep the franchise going because we've seen it with final fantasy i mean we saw it with 13 right and like that hit its own way but like seven is its own franchise yeah. right like it's fun to see 16 is coming out right now and then next winter or early next year we're gonna see rebirth. Se seven rebirth right after and we just played seven crisis core last year yeah. and you know, that's I, that that I think that is how Final Fantasy is able to iterate upon itself. And I think that, I mean, to your point of things they can do with it, I would love to see them take another crack at this and like take in feedback of, uh, on even things they've they've had with like representation and stuff. Because yeah. that's conversations that we've had or on KHD and on the shows over the years of the fact that there's not really any people of color in this game. And that's the thing that I think is glaring when you look at the, at the subject matter yeah, of it, it kinda, being kinda, about it kind of like 
I kind of see why. Maybe yeah, that that's the thing. Want, is like yeah. it's a story about persecution. It's a story about slavery and a lot and like a lot of subject matter that is very sensitive. And I can understand the fear of not wanting to have people of color in that because then you have to deal with the thing of okay, this character is a slave, but they're also like dark skin. And how are people going to take this? Now are we going to? Yeah. Do we have the appropriate voice and perspective to be able to deliver a story like this that is authentic and also good and non-offensive? I get that reasoning. I also think it's not a good enough reasoning to go, let's stop yeah, put black people yeah. or people of color in the story, especially when there are areas in the game that are influenced and inspired by locations <laughs> in real world that have darker skin oh, people. You know, like yeah. that is that and I don't know, it, it, it strikes me as weird and it strikes me as like, oh man, that's such an odd thing and I get it, but you should do better. And I'll I think they can, right? Like from what I've read online, from what I've talked to people about, right? Like it seems like Yoshi P and the team are the kind of people that want to do good right and there are even things in final fantasy 16 where i'm like oh that, that like that's pushing things forward like oh that's very yeah, yeah, yeah there are very progressive moments in final fantasy 16 Absolutely. that i would not have expected yeah. right so and, i think yeah. there's potential to do that and i would love to see that stuff be put into like whatever the next thing for 16 or for final fantasy is yeah yeah definitely there, there are moments that i'm like oh they went there i mean and not just like in the the, the bombastic moments yeah. that i'm like oh, i can't believe that they're doing this but also the, um, some of the some of the more progressive themes that they kind of uh, fit into there, and it feels natural too. Um, but it, 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 like those things, like with queer characters, with their female characters, um, I think they have a, a like a surprisingly positive outlook on sex work because it's a respectable profession in the world of Valistia, and they're such important allies to Clive uh, in critical moments. So and like. The, the the things that that they let Jill do on her own is uh, just like really wild to see, and I, I love it for that. But things like Dalmechia, where you walk into Dalmechia for the first time and you hear sitars, and it's like obviously yep. South Asian influenced music there, and you go there, and it's like there are some South Asian passing character models there, but then there's also like tanned white people. It's like, yo, what if Tim was actually outside for like three more days, yeah. came <laughs> back recovered, is like, oh, he lives in Dalmechia now. It's like, ah, I guess he's I guess he's he's Dalmechian. So it, it's 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 another one of those uncanny valleys where it's like you you got it so right in this regard, and then other other ways it's like ah you could you, that could do a little bit more work there. Um, and it's um, and I've seen them do it in fourteen because uh, I mean not that fourteen is perfect, but environments like Thavnir, which is heavily influenced by uh, by India and South Asia. And the way they meld the characters, the the voices, the the accents, the culture of that fictional world is so, uh, like it sh has reverence for its influences and shows it in respectful ways. So like I know that they can do it. I know that they've done it in the past. So uh, it it make it makes those those lulls in sixteen like ah, a little bit stick out a little bit more for me as well. But um, it's it's nothing short of having incredible moments that it does get right. Yeah. So. Uh, Couple more Take complaints. What you can get. Couple more complaints I've got. Um, I feel like crafting just feels really non-essential. Yeah. Like I unclear at best. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's not like most video games where you. It, it just feels like like they threw it in there because they were told they had to have something like it to gate you gate yeah, from like and okay, you can't have that until you do this. So. Yeah, so like. Like crafting, like you, you don't even know what or... sort of weapon you you want necessarily. But usually in games, I go, man, I really want that thing, but I need five of these boar hides. Let me go try to get the, let me kill a bunch of boars. And oh, what's the drop rate? Oh, I finally got the five boar hides. Let me go make this this sword that I've been looking for. It just feels like 
it's kind of shoehorned in there without really a whole lot of reason. Like, I I would have liked an option to like mark certain materials and where you can find them on the map because like I, I it feels the, very secondary to the whole experience. Yeah, because you know? like I for me the crafting was essential for upgrading my weapon right and keep my attack damage up or whatever. But it also just wasn't engaging like i was never thinking about yeah. materials right i'll just happen to get back to the hub and go and talk to the guy and i would have the thing that i'll need yeah. for that thing to you know upgrade my my weapon to the level that i needed it but luckily i had yeah. it but if i didn't i wasn't going to go out and look for it oh, because for sure. it just isn't super clear in that way so I, I just felt like that was pretty underwhelming of a system can, can i give another a, a beef i have go ahead and maybe and honestly is this is one of those things that's so glaring that i might have missed it and so let me know if i missed it is there not a mini map there's not uh, okay, it's it's really unfortunate. It's really weird because <laughs> this is a game that would benefit so much from so mini. -maps. I don't think they I don't think they had mini maps back in their day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on now. <laughs> yeah, man. I, there's so many times I like was constantly just hitting the touchpad to bring up the map. I'm like, why is yeah? Just I thought I was going crazy. Ten style mini map, man. It almost feels like just an oversight because there's not really a reason yeah. for it not to have a mini map for the kind of game when you're especially when you're doing the side quests of the direction like the. The way in which like the directional stuff works, where you open up a map and you know where you need to go, but then you go back to the game and it's like because it shows you right, I'm taking where this turn is facing yeah. and then where the cameras. Yeah. yeah, you can't really get a good idea of like okay, what if I step this way? It's like okay, that's the direction I'm gonna. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel I, you I'm right that. there with you like on all everything you're saying. Where it's like the crafting stuff to me definitely just like felt like it didn't fully make sense and it didn't feel like I understood what I was doing to benefit. But I also think uh, going to the side quests, like like I said, I did every single side quest yeah. in this game. Y'all have heard me talk about video games before. I normally don't do that. Mm -hmm. I loved how simple so many of them were. A lot of it is, hey, take thing A to place B and you get a little cutscene. I loved how quick and digestible they are. And I feel like they did such a good job of making Clive feel like part of a world that you're getting to know little by little that after pushing through like the first 10 or so i'm kind of like oh this is kind of this is all that they're going to be that's weird by the time i did like 30 of them and i'm getting even better relationships with these characters by the end of the game i'm like i'm so happy i did every single side quest like mm -hmm. it felt so rewarding and getting every single thing even if it was a, a dumb little task felt like the right thing to do as opposed to like here's a mini game that you don't actually want to play yeah. it's like cool let's just keep it in the the world you always understand exactly what you're trying to do and it felt authentic to clive and his experience um but doing the side quests got me better weapons than the crafting ever would so i never even needed to touch the crafting oh, like gotcha. just doing the side quests like kind of allows you it, it almost feels like that's the way the game is designed it, yeah both from a story perspective and from a progression perspective with uh, your equipment and gear I really feel like the side quests are like important and way more valuable to do than trying to craft things and go out and get the stuff, which is weird to have that there. Yeah, yeah that's why I kind of feel like it, I wish it was just done a completely different way. Like, I, I'd or it rather... just pulled you straight up. Like, this is the reward you'll get. This is yeah. where you'll get it. Do the side quest or do this hunt, and that you'll get Yo, it. Shout out to the hunts, though. All oh, the hunts. I, I, love, yeah. I love the hunts so Sick. much. Yeah, we um, should explain what the hunts are. <laughs> so hunts are essentially there's uh, like high target um, value, um, high value targets uh, right, out yeah. there, and uh, they're enemies. And they, uh, the side quests are very hey, here's the quest. Little blinkers are gonna pop up, waypoints. You're gonna go to them. You know exactly what you're doing. The hunts are more like here's a semi vague explanation of who this dude is or beast is or whatever and where they might be. And then you can kind of look at the map and get an idea. You need to go find it. And it really, I think rewards you to explore the map 
the only thing in the game that makes you explore the map. Yeah. But I have a great time doing that. Then yes. you find these things, and they are way more challenging than yeah. normal bad it's guys. Fun, like mini those, boss fights, those S rank hunts. Ooh. Oh my god! Dude, I god. accidentally ran into it. I was looking for like a like a B rank hunt, and I my map wasn't all the way uncovered. And so I was like, okay, it's telling me to go to this place. I don't see this place on my map. I'm gonna go this direction because I haven't uncovered this part. So I go that direction. And I start to go down this path, and I'm like. Oh man, this is like a big lead up to this mini boss I'm about to fight. And then I get there and it's this fucking S rank that's uh, level 50. I'm like level massive 30. dragon. I know, yeah. I know oh, what yeah. you're talking and about. And I'm like, oh yeah. shit, that here should, we go. That was and the, legit for a second, I was like, oh, maybe I can throw hands. And then it did like two of his ooh. moves and I was like, I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> like, swing that tail. Uh, he'll said, be back ooh. though. Oh yeah, I'll be you back. Know? Like, oh, that's, I'm almost there. You get, you get your new abilities and stuff and you just, oh. you want to go back and you make that mental note. And then once you see them once, they do pop up on your map. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I know where you are. Did all those, all the hunt, the hunts were great. Like the S rank ones. Um, I think, so it, it's kind of the going back to the crafting system because the hunts are so important to get the materials necessary. I was always able to uh, get the best gear and the moment that they popped up at the blacksmith. And I then that's because I every time I saw a side quest, I did it. Every time I saw a new hunt on the board, I did it also. So I ended up having the things that you needed to get those things. I just wish that the game was a little bit more explicit about telling you it's like, how, like like I said, how to get that? Um, yeah. Emphasizing that those things are important if you want the thing. Because I like I had the best, I had the best sword, I had the best belt, be, best everything. Um, because I I ran into them by hap happenstance right. rather than being like, oh okay, I'm gonna farm here or whatever. So um, yeah. Which, I, yeah. Speaking of farming and stuff, I love that this game. The bloat is just not there. All the Final Fantasy kind of the lulls, the normal things like you have to do. Stuff, of yeah. just like, it's just yeah. kind of like. Nah, man, they really, I, I love that there's not boxes everywhere that you need to kind of like break open, hoping there's some gill in it or something. It's like, you're just, you're running around, you know exactly where treasure is because it's very clear, you get it. There's Otherwise, two gill, thanks for nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, I just feel like there's just a, like I, I complained a lot in 15 and especially in, in 7 that there'd be a box and you're trying to get it and the, the prompt for hit X will pop up. <laughs> And it's like, you can never just quite get it right. Every time you open a treasure chest, it requires you to hit X three times instead of one and multiply that over a hundred hours. It's like, oh my Lord, this game just doesn't have that. This game just like, it because it's designed in the way that it is, I feel like it's so many little quality of life stuff that just kind of make it this like amazing experience. Yeah, very focused, very focused. And um, I'm a big linear fan. This is a very linear yeah, game. Very linear game. Until there's moments where you realize how open and connected it actually is, like through some of the side quests and through like, wait a minute. Like, because you can fast travel from the beginning, right? And so when you're fast traveling, you don't really realize the relation of the places. Yeah. The more you start playing, when you're, you fast travel somewhere and then you take a left and you're like, oh wait, that connects to that place? Yeah. And you're like, holy crap, all these linear things actually connect? That stuff really blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, that's the that, I'm right there with the you. The minimap looks so good. One of the the, oh, the map, just yeah. like, oh, like I mean map. tilt shift. The map yeah. during the demo, we didn't have a whole lot of oh yeah, mini yeah, not mini map. Um, <laughs> during the demo, there wasn't a whole lot of way like it, you'd open up the map and not a whole lot of it is uncovered. But like yeah. being able to see the tiny little versions of these gigantic mother crystals that are massive in the real world, but they're a little tiny and cute yeah. here. Like oh. I just, oh, I love the visuals. The the UI in general, I think, looks fantastic. Ooh, it is probably one of my favorite looking UIs. I mean, I'm sure there's things about navigating it that could be better, but when you get when when you finish a battle and it like gives you the result screen and it does all the cool transitions and fades and all this, I think it looks spectacular. I, I I'm gonna go a bit against that, mm -hmm. and I know 
that you know this is kind of the this seems like the final fantasy that a lot of a lot of people hating online and being like it's not final fantasy enough right i feel like one extra thing they could have changed in here is just sometimes that hey tim getty slained that screen can sometimes underscore the moment for me oh sure yeah not every time like there are some times where i don't mind seeing that and then xp xp items i don't like I don't hate it every time, but there are some times that I'm like, I kind of wish that like this cutscene would just end, and as the game continues, you see what I just got from this battle. I just don't always love that screen kind of like, yeah, like sometimes the spoiling the end of a fight as well. Uh, it's, it's let's, like, let's talk uh, later. Okay. <laughs> I got some dots on this okay. thing. I don't like, want to right now. It's like, yo, I just slayed this guy I've been hunting for 20 years, <laughs> and it's like, oh, but I got XP and some crafting materials. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just um, like how it looks on just the graphic design. Oh, it looks great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think there are things about it that could even be like real time, because it does pause the action. I don't mind it as much, but it's I cool. understand what you're saying. Yeah, like, it, you know... Um, I don't hate it 100% of the time. There is a lot of cool moments where it pauses in that mo perfect moment and your character's yeah. doing something. Because I'm even, I'm even talking about the pause screen, too, of, like, when you, like, go to the different menus and just, like, how everything's laid out and how just it looks visually. I just really like how the you walk around Clive, too. Yeah. Like you swap the menus. And I noticed it. I noticed uh, that I wasn't the only one necessarily feeling that way because when we were watching Stonebike Mike do the demo with uh, Ben, the voice of Clive, during that initial icon fight, it goes, uh, the whatever slain, and uh, Mike goes, oh, it's over? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of tells you that it's over, like, you, you did it, even though there was still, like, some health bar left, so I just, I don't hate it all the time, it's just some moments that it kind of bums me out, and I really can't wait for when this game eventually comes to PC and gets a mod, because, like, in Tears of the Kingdom, you can download a mod that removes the Zelda telling you every time that a, a blood moon rises and it just removes that interruption every time it, it doesn't play the video it just goes on I would love to get a mod that removes every time I accept the side quest and Clive stands there and no 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 I do want to prioritize it's like homie <laughs> like, I, every time. I'm so tired of just that little cutscene that only lasts two seconds yeah. but you've seen it, it enough yeah. and it's like Come on, man. Let's give a fuck. <laughs> my, my biggest nitpick of the game, like for sure, is the lack of pure button customization. I don't understand oh, for sure, a game yeah. like this how you have to choose between a couple control types, and none of the control types are exactly what I want them to be. I do have the DualSense Edge. That was a lifesaver, able to, to um, customize that way, and it was, it was great. But uh, even beyond that, though, the different icon abilities, essentially you have your square and triangle that you can remap however you want. And what I appreciate about it is they really let you remap those however you want, even if it doesn't make sense. You might have, I'm just going to use vague terms here, blue guy powers, but you can map <laughs> yellow guy powers mm -hmm. to the face buttons even for your blue guy power set. Which oh. is very cool. Yeah. Like, let's say you have to master you, them. You don't. Abilities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't want to have um, the yellow guy uh, triangle power, <laughs> yeah. but you really like blue guy power so much that you want it twice on blue guy and on yellow guy. You can map that. The circle ability that each of the colored guys has. Whoa, 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 wh
The mic thoughts, okay? The mic thoughts. 2023. Yeah. God damn. We know what you mean. Um, we know what you mean. Do you talking Three of us here. Um, the, uh, the circle button is like a, a different ability that it is l- less of an attack, more of a, like the first one you have is the, the Phoenix, the Phoenix shift. shift. A utility thing Circles where my dodge. You're, 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 you're essentially dodge. You like kind of like move forward. It's a momentum da- yeah, dash is the right word. It's a dash. And some of the other icons have a dash ability, and then some of them just straight up don't. Yeah. And you cannot remap that circle ability. And if it were up to me, I would just keep the dash for all of them because Uh-oh. I don't like uh. the other ones. And there are certain other ones, whatever, whatever. I don't want to get too much into shit. But, like, there are certain ones that I'm like, I like your power set overall, but I do not like your circle See, ability. I, I, I like that level of I got to choose. Like, I got to really yeah. customize and figure it out because that's where I was in, like, the last 10 hours of the game where – I sat in my skill tree and was, was, just, was just like, all right, which of my moves? Like, first of all, I reset all my points because you can do that at any point. And so it's like, good. Oh. It's fantastic because I was like, oh, fuck, I really want this ability. And I was like, wait a second. I can. I can have that. I just got to reset my ability. So no penalty. Nice quality of life. Though. No penalty yeah, at all. You super nice quality of life. Reset your attributes at any moment. And I did that. And I sat there and I was like, all right, which of my abilities am I going to master so that I can have this equipped to, like, this specific icon set so that I can use this move with this icon while having the, like this uh utility ability yeah. and that rhymes in a weird, really weird way yeah. um and like i i found such a satisfying um move set towards the end of the game where i like i perfected it and like i had to give up some 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 things but i i i enjoyed that as part of the experience of customi- customizing my move set because at the end of the day once i got it to where i wanted it to be i felt unstoppable in a really cool way yeah, and it, it really personifies the the icons themselves like oh you have to equip this ability like you have to stick with that circle feet and uh when i when i have those icons equipped like oh that icon has got my back i have their power so i'm gonna do this fight with them at my back and it kind of makes up for the fact that you don't have a party and it, it, exactly. it definitely gives mm. you like oh i can like, like an octopath traveler too i loved the level of customization Get your dog party though. What's up? Yeah, your dog. Shots, my boy, Torgal. Torgal. Oh, Torgal. Yeah, yeah, that's I have Torgal set to auto attack. <laughs> I was like, my dog's like, we don't got a dog. We're not allowed to have dogs at our apartment. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the the way those the icons and Torgal like makes up for the fact that you don't have a party and gives you that level of RPG customization that you uh, might be looking for yeah. in this game. So it's just not straight up action. So and I, pre- I appreciate how it evolves over time because I one of my nitpicks early on that um, fell away was. In combat, I would get into the flow of, all right, let's spend all these abilities because all of them are on a cooldown. And so I, like, you know, I go up, I press, um, what is it, R2? R2. Yeah, R2, triangle, R2, square, switch icon, R2, triangle, R2, square. All right, let's hack until it cools down. Once you get further in the game and you start to get the other utility abilities, the the way that can evolve, because it starts off with Phoenix Shift, right? And, like, of course, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the ways like, it starts off with phoenix shift the second one you get is like kind of similar to phoenix shift in the way that like closes distance from there they get really creative with what those things can do yeah. and yeah like the last two i get i got i was like dude this is awesome because it's, now i'm fighting yeah. in a completely different way than i was before i know i'm like uh, you know maybe a third or halfway through but i loved the evolutions that i've seen in the most recent icon fight from how it has completely like changed and elevated itself from the first couple yeah because the first couple beautiful to look at stunning expensive looking mm-hmm. we're talking visuals that you've never seen in your life in a video game and the gameplay pretty bleh pretty yeah. mid mm-hmm. yeah but i think that 
now that I'm about a couple more deep into it, I, they are getting much more involved now, and they feel a lot more fun than they did w at the beginning. So I like, I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, these look cool, but they're kind of like not fun to play. Absolutely. They got more fun for me as they keep on going. To that point, too, like everything that we were saying earlier, I think, Bless, you were saying that like in the beginning of the game, it's so simple. Yeah. Like it is just kind of hit square. And even with the icon abilities, like once you get a couple, you are just kind of cycling through these moves. Like, all right, like where's the, the depth here? Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's the depth, and yeah. it doesn't stop, and it keeps getting deeper. I can't believe the icon battles. It's the same thing. Like the first when you the demo that people have played, it's like those icon fights. It's like, all right, like I, they're cool, but like uh, everyone's gonna be a kind of different gimmick. And sure, I get it. You don't get it. It's exactly like they the combat. See, they like, ain't seen nothing they, yet. It just keeps adding, and it keeps like building from a gameplay perspective, mm -hmm. where it's like. Oh, okay. I see what y'all y'all were doing, and I just am so impressed that this game, in every single vertical, whether it's the characters, the story, the gameplay of icons, the gameplay of uh, just normal battle, it just gets better as it goes yeah. on. And, it, and it's like anytime I'm kind of like, huh, I feel like it's a little lacking in, in <laughs> with the, in the antagonist, or a little lacking in the this, or a little like it. They said bet. They're like, yeah, oh they're yeah, like, like, hold right, on, cool. hold on. And uh, yeah, it just this delivered. Yeah. I want to I want to shout out a few more things. Uh, the performances are oh. fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to my favorite character Sid. Like his his performance, oh Ralph God. absolutely destroys it. And like God, his voice is so goddamn good. But then also shout out to the homie Ben Stars, Clive. You know, Clive at the beginning. I think we talked about this on shows before, where it's like. Okay, like this guy, he, I mean, he seems all right, but he's no cloud. Like, oh, his name's Clive. Okay, let's see what this is. And in the beginning, I was like, all right, like, you know, he's a he's a manly, gruff dude. And over time, like the way in which they evolve his character, his motivations, all that. But even the performance that Ben puts into the character, I think, shines through. And in moments where it is, Clive has to be emotional. And the way in which they actually deliver on that, right, and Ben's performance delivers on that, I think is fantastic and something that should be uh, commended. Like, oh. I really hope to see, like, end-of-year stuff happen for, for him and his character. Oh, it will. Yeah. Like, uh, we, we were talking about this. This game's going to win Best Narrative. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that there's even a chance that it doesn't. And I think that when it comes to performances, like, my God, like, the, anyone in this game, I feel like you could put there. But talking about Clive in particular... I love how grounded, like, I feel like we keep talking about this, where it's like this game is as wacky and wild as it can get. It all comes back to these characters, these grounded, real characters that relate to each other in real ways that we can understand. That all goes back to Clive. And I feel like all the little side quests, endearing yourself to these communities, learning the stories of different characters and how it relates to him. He is what I love most about Optimus Prime. He is a loyal leader that he's going to be out there in these streets. And Transformers is my savior. It's crazy. Uh, but no, it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's this thing where it's just like he's just a good dude. And that can be a boring character or it can be an incredibly well-developed yeah. character. And I'm because the writing is so good and the performances are good, it's that. It is the latter there. It is such a, like, there is goodness there. And I feel like that it is a true hero character. And It reminds me of, like, a, a Geralt, almost, right? Like, the way that people take to Geralt and actually, like, how iconic that character feels in, in RPG culture, I guess, right? Clive feels like another one of those where it's like, oh, I'm going to remember this guy because his interactions that he has with the everyday people of this world feel genuine and he is, like, He's just so well-written and well-performed in a way where I'm like, I just really like this guy. <laughs> he's, he's on the level for me of Arthur Morgan in Red Dead 2. Oh, sure, yeah. Mm. I, I think it starts off in a very sort of, you know, quiet dude, kind of not a whole lot of personality, but through the experiences that he's having, 
you start to feel for him a lot more and you also start to notice the nuances and different emotions that he showcases and it's always like uh you know i, I he has this shell over him because he's so protective yeah, of, yeah. of who he is and i think all that stuff opens up in such a beautiful way and it's so again incredibly performed and through these cutscenes, just greatly animated with the mixture of the mocap stuff with kind of them do, you know, the art animators have to go in there and retouch a lot of these things. So I think they do a phenomenal job with it. One thing that Final Fantasy is known for is its main cast of characters, like the party, right? And it's like there's usually the main character, maybe sometimes two main characters, and then there's like the core supporting cast. And then there's side characters, the NPCs that are just around, the people in the towns or, or whatever it is. I feel like with this game, the clive being the like singular main character and how much they put into that and how everything else is just happening to and around him by the end of the game i feel like like i mean i love sid so much Sid's my my guy yeah um that was jill I, I i love overall but i do feel like i wish she had like a little bit more to do uh, here and there but at the end of the game i can't believe that the real stars of the show to me are those npc characters there oh, yeah. it is the Yo, entire, shout out my guy gav <laughs> dude who the hell would have thought that yeah. like these random little side characters would mean anything but the writing the the quest lines are so impressive when you follow them through to the end of the character arcs and growth that these characters that when they first show up you're like oh you you might not even have a line but then by the end of it you're like i watched you in probably an hour and a half's worth of cutscenes, and like i am moved by your story and how your story relates to everyone else's story like it's it feels almost like the persona confidant links without formalizing it in yeah. a way right because those are que those side quests are chains too like they yeah they you if you, you you have to do the one before that to get to the the next one you don't yeah it doesn't gamify that i mean sometimes it'll mark the same quest name with like a two yeah. or a three or a four and so you know that that's a continuation of what you've already done and having seen all that through all the all that stuff through i'm like Oh, late like Karen is one. Oh of, my god, she's, my girl Karen. Yo, shout out to Karen. Salute. Oh my god, yeah, she's she's a real one. She's yeah. one of the realest ones. And the, Do you the think it'll be a redemption for the name Karen. It's, well, it's spelled, it's spelled differently. differently. It's like it's, uh, spelled the C H. Who would have yeah. saw that coming? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I do. She's like the opposite of a Karen. <laughs> yeah, she's a badass, bro. Holy shit, she's the one who sells you everything and like. Some uh, of my favorite characters I, we can't even talk about here. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, across the board, I think the, the main cast is who I identify with the most. And, um, I mean, I, I, you can mention, like, because, I mean, they, in the promotional material, material, they have all of the dominance, right? Um, like, Dion, I think, is one of the... Oh, I, I'm not going to say underrated because the game hasn't even come out yet, right? But he is... I Surprise. love him dearly. <laughs> Not enough people talking about this Dion. <laughs> this Dion guy, you know what I'm saying? Dion, keep keep an eye on. Him. He's, he's a rising star. He's uh he's he's up there. Uh, I'll get him off waivers. Dion is like he's one of the characters who isn't necessarily prominent because his role in the story is gets a little. You have to get a little bit deeper to see who he is. But I think that his evolution, his arc, is very powerful. Yeah. As well, and that's because of the performance. That's because of the position that he's put in. And it, it goes back to that theme of. What do these characters do when they put when they're pushed to the edge? When their humanity is on the line, what really matters to them most? How do they find redemption after after seeing all this bad shit happen? And so it's uh, it's a combination of the writing, the performances, and the and just uh, the arcs that they go through. And I think that's that is the thing that's going to stick out most for me uh, with sixteen. And I I think the the boss battles are fucking incredible. They're really well designed. I mean, playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. 
I see. Yeah. I see the mechanics. I yeah. see what are y'all doing. I've <laughs> savaged Raid. I know how to dodge those AOEs, but damn, does it feel good when you're doing an astonished action game. So I'll remember those, those moments for sure. Like some of my, ooh, dodge, getting the perfect dodges. Yo, I racked up like 12 perfect dodges on a big ass dragon. Y'all can't fuck the, with the me, fact man. that like, this is in like an action RPG, yeah. but I am going into the challenge stuff like it is just a pure stylish action yeah. game and I'm going for the scores and enjoying that stuff. Like that is such that's such an achievement yeah. for this game. And, and yeah, the, like the bosses are so yeah. good. And at the end of the day, this game has heart. So much. That's yeah. what matters most in a Final Fantasy. Hey man. We're gonna be talking about this game a lot. I have a feeling over the rest of this year and probably for the rest of our lives. I will say, Andy, I said this to you before, I need you to record you playing like the last three, four hours oh. of this game because I need to relive it. It is something yeah. that is I've never seen before. Like the, the, the last couple hours of this game are just so, so damn good. I have a lot more to go. So. <laughs> if, if, and you have a lot more hype moments in between yeah. too. And oh, again, yeah. it's not even just hype. It is heart. It is so much just what, coming together to like really accomplish the vision that they, they set out for. So uh, let us know in the comments below how excited you are for Final Fantasy 16. Um, Michael, where can people find you? Ooh, you can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. Hyam on Twitter. And you can check out my full written review on GameSpot.com uh, for Final Fantasy 16. And check out the video review on our YouTube page as well. Till next time. Love y'all. Bye. Peace.